I have not recorded last week as traveling has limited my opportunities and I don't have a large selection of volumes to quote from. So here we go with some more Dryden. I have recorded some Chaucer trying in a very poor way to imitate the Middle English. So here, Mr. Dryden has actually translated Chaucer into 18th century English. And I will read from The Cock and the Fox or The Tale of the Nun's Priest. There lived as authors tell in days of yore, a widow somewhat old and very poor. Deep in a cell her cottage lonely stood, well thatched and under covert of a wood. This dowager on whom my tale I found, since last she laid her husband in the ground, a simple sober life and patience led, and had but just enough to buy her bread. But whose wifing the little heaven had lent, she duly paid a grow-out for quarter rent, and pinched her belly with her daughters too, to bring the year about with much ado. The cattle in her homestead were three sows, an ewe called Mally, and three brinded cows. Her parlor window stuck with herbs around. Of savory smell, the rushes strewed the ground. A maple dresser in her hall she had, on which full many a slender meal she made. For no delicious morsel passed her throat. According to her cloth, she cut her coat. No poignant sauce she knew, no costly treat. Her hunger gave a relish to her meat. A sparring diet did her health assure, or sick a pepper posset was her cure. Before the day was done, her work was she sped. Before the day was done, her work she sped, and never went by candlelight to bed. With exercise she sweat ill humors out. Her dancing was not hindered by the gout. Her poverty was glad, her heart content, nor knew she what the spleen or vapors meant. Of wine she never tasted through the year, but white and black was all her homely cheer. But white and black was all her homely cheer, brown bread and milk. But first she skimmed her bowls and rashers of singed bacon on the coals. On holy days an egg or two at most, but her ambition never reached to roast. A yard she had with pails enclosed about, some high, some low, and a dry ditch without. Within this homestead lived without a peer, for crowing loud, the noble Chanticleer, so hight her cock whose singing did surpass the merry notes of organs at the mass. More certain was the crowing of a cock to number hours than is an abbey clock. 
And sooner than the matin bell was rung, he clapped his wings upon his roost and sung. For when degrees fifteen ascended right, by sure instinct he knew t'was one at night. High was his comb, and coral red withal, in dense embattled like a castle ball. His bill was raven black and shone like jet. Blue were his legs, and orient were his feet. White were his nails, like silver to behold, his body glittering like the burnished gold. This gentle cock for solace of his life, six misses had beside his lawful wife. Scandal that spares no king, though ne'er so good, says they were all of his own flesh and blood. His sisters bore by sire and mother's side, and sure their likeness showed them near allied. But make the worst, the monarch did no more than all the plotomies had done before. When incest is for interest of a nation, tis made no sin by holy dispensation. Some lines have been maintained by this alone, which by their common ugliness are known. But passing this is from our tale apart, Dame Partlet was the sovereign of his heart. Ardent in love, outrageous in his play, he feathered her a hundred times a day. And she that was not only passing fair, but was withal discreet and debonair, resolved the passive doctrine to fulfill, though loath and let him work his wicked will. At board and bed was affable and kind, according as their marriage vow did bind. And as the church's precept had enjoined, even since she was a synod old, they say, was chaste and humble to her dying day. Nor chick nor a hen was known to disobey. By this her husband's heart she did obtain. What cannot beauty joined with virtue gain? She was his only joy, and he her pride. So when he walked, went pecking by his side. If spurning up the ground, he sprung a corn, the tribune in his bill to her was born. But oh, what joy it was to hear him sing in summer when the day began to spring, stretching his neck and warbling in his throat. Solos come sola, then was all his note. For in the days of yore, the birds of parts were bred to speak and sing and learn the liberal arts. It happened that perching on the parlor beam, amidst his wife's, he had a deadly dream. Just at the dawn and sighed and groaned so fast, as every breath he drew would be his last. Dame Partlet, ever nearest to his side, heard all his piteous moan and how he cried. For help from gods and men, and sore aghast, she pecked and pulled and wakened him at 